Welcome, bienvenue, to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is a show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we are developing to help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. I have one thing that I want to talk okay. about on the coronavirus. Tell me. The cruise ship is... Oh, that's a rough one. The cruise ship is the thing that I keep on thinking about. That, it's, I mean, it's it's like a horror movie setting. A hundred percent, right? Or action movie setting, or could this be a James Bond movie? Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's so easy to put yourself into those shoes, Right. right? The problem, the problem for me is though, each time they hear something bad about a cruise ship, kind of makes me want to go on one a little bit more. <laughs> I'm sure that there's a study that they've done somewhere. I mean, because it's the kind of thing where I, I actually I agree with you because I forget that cruises yeah. exist, and then you only hear bad news about cruise ships. And I'm like, cruises? Should I should, think about one of those? Should I add that to my, <laughs> to my goals? I assume that most cruises go off without hitch. A, a diarrhea problem or coronavirus right like but but do they i don't know like we i, I don't know like i never hear like this cruise ship successfully reached port you know you don't get no, those stories no you well yeah you don't get to hear about the 80 percent of them that work you mean i hope it's more than 80 <laughs> percent like if someone said no, I, you have a one the, in five 80 percent that are like flawless nothing goes wrong oh i mean they're also like floating cities so you got to assume that 99 percent of the people have a great time 99 oh, for sure percent of the people that go yeah. on a cruise right yeah all right uh for a split second i thought that the twins had successfully gotten out of this trade that's saddling them with kentai maeda saddling but no they just they just decided to make the trade, I guess, a little bit worse. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say that much better. Um, well, maybe. Who else did they trade? So the backstory is that the Twins, the Red Sox, and the Dodgers were all set to make a three-way trade. That really didn't make sense as a three-way trade anyway, if you looked at who was getting mm, what. No. And so it it was obvious that it was kind of forced. And I thought that the Twins were just going to get out of it because we don't really need a sixth starting pitcher, much less one who's probably going to be the one who gets hurt this year, if I had to guess. And, I mean, the Twins are just acting – we're just acting as this weird vehicle, I guess, for the Dodgers and the Red Sox to get what I think is probably a pretty disappointing trade for you. Uh, yeah. No, I don't like it. I mean, the only team that likes – the only team that comes out of this being happy is the Dodgers, which really makes me upset. I mean, this is a great trade for the Dodgers. <laughs> I just, the Twins just shouldn't have been in this trade. Like, whatever. They should have, the Dodgers and the Red Sox should have just completed their, like, salary. The Red Sox should have completed their salary dump. Admitting the Dodgers a salary completed dump. their, their, I mean, 
it is so dumb to not admit that it's a salary dump when you're giving up David Price. Like, it's so obvious that the only way they were going to part with Mookie Betts on these terms was to also get rid of David Price's yeah. salary. Yeah. Oh, and, it. like, who's going to do it? Yeah. The Dodgers. So, like, just tell everybody that this is just what's happening. <laughs> no, we just didn't think that we could get anything for Mookie Betts. Literally got nothing Which for is, him. Which is insane. I know. Like, at least get an epic prospect haul. Like, Why are the Red Sox still paying money? They're paying money. It's I don't know. It's ridiculous. I, I... They're, pay... They're paying money, I, I guess, to, I don't know. I don't know. Just to get it done right now. And then it'll hurt. I mean, it's going to hurt the Dodgers in the long run. Because they still there's like still $100 million <laughs> on David Price's contract. <laughs> yeah. Um I mean, it's insane. It is. But he's going to play in the NL. I mean, I think that he's going to do fine. He's going to do better. The question is whether or not that his elbow injury is going to flare up. Yeah. I mean, the Dodgers, of course, have an interesting rotation set up, too. I mean, they've they've been really the ones pioneering the, like, Six man rotation that makes no sense, and then <laughs> the somehow works, you know. And then somehow they're they're yeah, they have yeah, yeah. six to seven guys who have 150 innings pitched in a year, and have really good stats. Well, that's all fine. That's all fine. But for the rest of the pod, we're going to talk about some stats from our uh, season three recording, and talk about some stuff that we're going to think about for season four, which starts next week we'll make more announcements about that so here we go all right eric i have some stats on season three for you and then we can go into a larger discussion we did 49 pods 12 pod specials and i added it up we did 1647 minutes of recording we put out 1647 minutes of recording which is 27.5 hours so you could have spent an entire day with us this year (laughs) <laughs> but let me also tell you you did spend that we recorded yeah. yeah that we recorded 2779 minutes <laughs> or 46.3 hours so you you really could have spent two days with us if we just put everything straight yep. out wow Oof. other numbers other numbers that i liked on this we we wrote one paper yep we reviewed 44 outfielders we projected stats for 100 for 1046 players this year. We tested two algorithms in Algorithm Club. I think we can beat we that can number beat this that. year. And uh, then I thought we'd just do a couple superlatives. I uh, I just wanted to share my favorite project of the year, the thing that I actually weirdly am the most proud of. It's light data science, but I'm really happy that I can scrape daily fan graphs data. That's it's something, you know, I mean that I think that that's sort of what I was thinking too, as I was thinking about this in the shower and whatnot of like what, um, you know, where I do my best thinking. What always did we do that? I was like most interested in, like we took a step of simplifying everything and that's specifically the scraping, getting the data from, you know, starting a project, instead of having the first half hour being like, ah, crap, how do I get this data? How do I download this data by hand? How do I, um, how do I, you know, automate it or whatever? We have it pretty set 
for to be able to start a next each any project and have a data frame that we can work off of, which is huge. Yeah. Yes, I and that that's something that we really got to a really good place with this year, I think. This more than more than any previous year. Yeah, I didn't I didn't have to build I don't I really didn't have to build a scraper this year. That brings me to my next point, which is that because we've built so many scraping tools or we've scraped so many things, I now notice when FanGraphs changes I their backend. Yeah, no, it's the worst. <laughs> like, wait, why is this now table 16 instead of table 15? Like, what is going like, on don't here? Don't you hate that when you're, like, looking at the table and, and it's just like, no, that's not the order that it was last <laughs> time. <laughs> Yes, exactly. The number of times that I've run the same code again from a scraping standpoint and it's returned different values and I've just been like, that's not, oh, come on. Why would, Why would you do that? And it's happened on really, it's happened on, my favorite part is when it's happened on really fine timescales. Like I've literally run a code the following day and it doesn't work. I'm like, okay, <laughs> you had to change it last night. <laughs> you had to do that. You noticed. Yeah, noticed that I was in there, and and I've gotten I've gotten way better about not getting kicked out of websites <laughs> anymore too, limiting the number of calls that you have to the website. Yeah, yeah, I've gotten much I've gotten much better about. So the about so that. the scraping was number one thing, but on an I really like the the reviews. I think the reviews were helpful, helped to ground, helped to center. Oh yeah, center things and talk about different players. Our quality of reviews was variable let's just say um but i think well don't don't spoil our discussion for going forward for what we're gonna try and do but yeah i'm with you i love i think that i think that they're good i think it was a good innovation did you like who we selected or do you mean that you think we should have been more algorithmic in who we picked oh no i i don't i don't no i'm saying that our quality of conversation on the reviews was variable Right. Well, we, I mean, we certainly, we certainly got better. We kind of, and it's interesting because if you listen to all of the reviews, I think you would find that we, we actually got better at scouting over the course yeah, of the year. Like bit. we knew a little bit more of what we were, we knew a little bit more of what we were looking for when watching a baseball well, player. Also just comparing. I mean, there's something about once you, yeah. You start comparing the different players and and having a better sense of oh okay I know like Eloy Jimenez looks a little bit more like some players than others. Yeah, I can tell you does not look like um, he does not look like Michael Bourne. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> what an interesting take. Yeah, I you know I think I liked our I really liked our ones during the season and looking back at the the list of guys that we did during the season it's kind of funny when when we reviewed certain players i mean i'm looking at a couple right now like we reviewed justin upton who recorded all of 63 games which was a huge disappointment we reviewed him on february yeah. 26th and we're just riding high about it it's like right? hey at what what is the worst case scenario for for justin upton <laughs> <laughs> yeah and there were people but there were people that we were on pretty early in in doing reviews that i think actually helped us like we for instance we watched juan soto on May oh yeah 
and that was pretty early and it was clear just from watching even the track record that he amassed by may that it was like okay this, this is a good player good yeah well i was certainly surprised when we watched jeff mcneil and you kind of poo-pooed that but he had a good jeff mcneil put together a going, really yeah. good season <laughs> Yeah, because it seemed like is he really gonna is he really gonna do this? Like I'm not sure. And we, I think I liked that early on in the season we watched some some of the old guard and some really young guys as well, like guys that we weren't sure how our projections were going to do. Like we started with Acuna, who our projections had nothing on, and then we did Upton, Springer, Lorenzo Kane, Adam Jones. Those are like okay, what's up with these guys? We should see if they're going to be able to do anything this year. Is this 2015 or is this 2019? Yeah, and then we watched Tommy Pham, D. Gordon, Eddie Rosario. And then we we got Cody Bellinger really early, if you remember. That was the one that I was thinking about. That was Yeah, we watched him April 17th. And I do remember thinking after watching him, like, this could be a good year for this guy. Yeah, he's looking really good. And then he, he continued pretty well. I mean, he, did, he fell off in the last two months or so, but... And I think we we really had we didn't have a lot of misses. I will I will say that I'm glad we watched Chad Pinder because it prompted me to get rid of him. <laughs> in that way, it was uh, not a miss. It, yep. Yeah, it was not a miss in that regard. Uh, the same thing was true with Jesse Winker, who is technically on my team right now, <laughs> our home league team right now, but he's not going to make it. Well, Jesse Winker finished the season with. Only 384 plate appearances and a grand total of 38 RBIs. Jesse Winker is not good. I mean, I said that at the time and I'm still feel that way. You're right. I mean, this, so the Daily Scraper, the reason that I talked about the Daily Scraper first was because the Daily Scraper actually, I ran it and made these, made those forward predictions about a bunch of the guys that we had watched at some point at, at the midway, basically at the midway point of the season. I looked and and tried to figure out who we'd really who we'd really missed out on <laughs> over the course of the year, and uh, we didn't miss on Jesse Winker. We were, we were on. We got that one. Somebody that I wish that we'd maybe reviewed a little bit earlier was uh, Jorge Soler. We reviewed him mm. in in September September eighteenth. Do you know that he he's the only person that we reviewed that played in all one hundred and sixty two games this year. I would not have guessed that, and I, I, I am so curious of what he's going to do this this next year. But I think that I disagree. I think that was a perfect time to review him because the year just happened. It's like, how the hell did Jorge Soler do this? Do we really think he's going to do it next year? Because that would be the time that people would make plans yeah. for keepers, would be thinking about this, and put a pin in it. Because so many people shut off at, at like the first or second week of September when their um playoffs end i think i do think that those jorge soler numbers are actually achievable so he's 162 games i mean he's he's pushed up by the 679 plate appearances that's pretty incredible but 95 runs 117 rbis 48 home runs and a 265 average so you kind of know what you're getting with jorge soler i think i mean unless unless they went and drastically changed the baseball i think those are pretty i think those are numbers that you can expect from him again which aren't there numbers. rumors that they have <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, we won't yeah. know i mean we, we won't know until i maybe in spring training i don't know all right uh one of my one of my other favorite reviews last one was october 16th you got furious at me because i proposed that we review tommy edmund 
and <laughs> you don't want you didn't want anyone to know about him. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, there's there's something about that which I think a lot of fantasy analysts have of like I'm gonna keep a couple that I don't want to talk about because yeah. I don't want yeah. people to know about them. I want this to be my like chest thumping in in <laughs> May or June the next year. Sometimes we lose track of exactly what we're doing. Um. Anyway, did we right. start recording or did I just start recording? In okay. we start. All right, we started. Okay. No, no, we're good. Yeah, I yeah. don't remember if I. I couldn't remember if I had it just done it on my own. If I'd gone rogue. Some goals for season four. Indeed, let's set some goals for season four. I I have three things that I wanted to discuss here. I want to make sure that next week we represent our mission statement, and that we spend a minute or. 10 just reviewing it and making sure that that we're still on it sure thing so that's that's proposal number one i'm thinking about trying to trying to keep we did we did better keeping ourselves mission statement forward this year and i think that's what led to us doing the the basic scraping yeah <laughs> stuff but i think keeping keeping ourselves mission statement forward going ahead is important as well uh personal goal i would like to keep better track of our activities i opened up our fantasy tools catalog today and looked at season three we updated it for 3.00 and then not again i have not done it again <laughs> so, yeah i need to get it i i gotta i gotta do better about that i need yeah you think there's an automatic way to scrape itunes oh it's not itunes i mean there should be a way that we could grab this information from each one of these or, or outlines Ooh, that's a better point okay all right. So I think just keeping better track of our activities. I mean, it was fun today to look at all the stuff that we did over the past year and, you know, compute how many minutes we talked for. But, but there were a bunch of things that I there are a bunch of things that I wish that I actually could have done. Had at your fingertips. Right off the bat. Yeah. yeah. Had at my fingertips. That would have been interesting to share with everybody, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's on I me. assume. I don't know. <laughs> That's not on you. It's it, I haven't developed. I mean, I didn't even didn't even think about the idea that like, oh yeah, we could just scrape down our outlines. Like that would probably be valuable. Yeah. <laughs> like why why did that not cross my mind? Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I know, right? That's exactly what I do when I populate the catalog. Is it's just is it's just grip copy paste copy paste copy paste well, copy paste. Damn. Okay. All right. I can do better. God damn. Uh, and then my last one is that. Who are we going to review this year? What are we going to do? We did great with outfielders. What's next? Do you want to switch to pitching? I went back and forth. I, In my head, for the longest time, I assumed that we were going to do infielders. And then I was like, wait, that's kind of dumb. Maybe we should do pitchers. And then I thought about it and I got excited about it. And then I wasn't sure. So now I don't know. We have 50 players. I mean closers seems like the exact right number of, of guys to do it i mean it will be for sure by the end of the season more than 50 guys cycle through that role you want to do closers this year wow aggressive love it <laughs> i'm in wait the problem is that we're gonna get to this point where there's a glut and then all of a sudden they're gonna all be gone 
<laughs> by the end of the season, we're going to be going back to, okay, this guy was a closer for two weeks. Well, that's that's true. We are going to spend a bunch of time forecasting guys that we think might lose their jobs. Yeah. <laughs> Which is an interesting one. And or guys that already have lost their jobs. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, in the spirit of that, who should we do first? Or well, are we going to do a we're going to do our review of Eloy Jimenez? No, we will, but I think we should I think we should set up our closer review right now. Who who are we going to do? <sighs> who who is supposed to be number 1? I mean, there's always a prohibitive favorite who I am nothing more sure about is not going to be the one who ends up as number 1 in the next year. Well, I think I mean if you wanted to do one that's going to make both of us happy, I would say that we should just watch Josh Hader. I don't want to do one that's going to make us happy. Oh, you want to do one that's going to make us upset? Oh, we could do any of the twins. <laughs> uh, yeah, a relief pitcher for the twins, uh, Pineda. Who's yeah, who's your uh, who's who's the Red Sox closer nominally? Uh, I don't know. Okay. I think we should do a prototypical closer. Like, I think we should do one. I think we should try and aim for, like, a, a gold standard to give ourselves a jumping off point. I've got the one that I, I enjoy, but I have no idea how it's going to go. Wow, they have Tyler Rogers. Okay, fine. We will do a twin. Tyler Rogers. They have Taylor Rogers. Not Taylor Tyler. Rogers. Yeah. Taylor Rogers. Uh, CBS says is going to go throw for 81 innings that he is going to get two wins 30 saves 109 strikeouts that a 288 is, ERA and a 107 whip that's so wrong I love how wrong that is I just I love how wrong that is I'm in alright let's do our last hitter review for a whole year here Eloy Jimenez. Mount Eloy erupts again. Did you like that home run call? I didn't hear that home run oh, call. Which one was that? Well, you got to watch it with the sound on, man. No, no, no. Because I, I've done this thing. I've done this thing recently that I should stop doing, which is I've just watched all. I've I've just watched all of their at bats against the Twins. <laughs> It's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of like a glutton for punishment thing, I guess. I mean. How do you do that? <laughs> you can you can watch, uh, if you if you look on StatCast, it'll give you all of their swings. Oh. I guess it, that is good because then you have like a, a good baseline. Well, I, I know the pitchers, right? So I know, I know what they're, I know what they're coming in with. I know that. <laughs> I know that Barrios is going to try and blow it past them, and they'll do it two out of the three times, and then one of the t- one of the at bats will just be like, "Oh boy, why did he hit a home run?" No, like, it's, a third, it's a third at bat. It's like, "Oh boy, this is going to be rocky." <laughs> yeah, this one's perfect. This game was Elo Jimenez strikes out swinging. Elo Jimenez grounds out sharply, and then Elo Jimenez homers. Like, ah, <laughs> darn it! There you we go. We almost had him. We almost had him. Um. Yeah. So, what do you what do you think? What do you what do you think of that swing? I don't. You're you're saying that like it's weird. I don't think it's weird. I think it's just a normal swing. I think that there is more potential there. You. Mean I don't like the swing in the in the mechanics. Yeah. 
I think it, it just feels like there's a lot of motion. It's really slow. I, I think that the right person, <clears throat> which the White Sox are definitely going to find, with the right person, <laughs> I think that this guy is going to be crazy. He is huge. He's a big boy. Well, he is. He is huge. I mean, he's six four, two oh five. Yeah, it's a big, it's a big kid. He can. I mean, he. They should craft him into a home run hitter, right? Like a just pure home run hitter. Yeah, this is this is a guy that's going to be hitting forty bombs a year. If he's not, right. if he's not, then there's got to be some sort of Jason Hayward like problem that happened. So this was his. This was his first full first year, full year in. Yep. In MLB. Well, the first time, actually, he got any MLB at-bats, actually, mm-hmm. I'm seeing. Yeah. 122 games, 504 plate appearances, uh, 31 home runs in that. He made hay while the sunshine. Uh, 69 <laughs> runs, 79 RBIs, zero stolen bases. Get those zeros. And uh, 267 average. I think that seems that seems about right. I think you prorate everything up to 600 plate appearances in there, and that seems like what I expect. Um, yeah, no, I, I, that's exactly it. And if we prorate this to next, I, I think that's what he could do next year. A little bit of sophomore slump, of course, as I like to uh, believe. Well, I, I agree with that. I mean, he's, and he's got no team around him. Although I was thinking about this, I guess the White Sox are the de facto second best team in the central to who the Royals. Yeah. With the Cleveland Indians selling everything that's not, uh, tied down. Um, yeah, and Detroit is still in their long rebuilding, and I mean Kansas City. I don't know what's happening. So, I, I mean, he's he's not going to play. On a, he's not going to be on a great team, but he's also playing against a lot of not great teams. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, I mean they're going to get seventy wins, seventy eight wins, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I'd say. But he's going to face a lot of bad pitching. I mean, the central pitching is not good. No, well, yeah, hey, Kluber's gone. Yeah. Power's gone. No, no, no. He's, I mean, seriously, like the central pitching is not good. <laughs> I don't even know who's on the Royals now. Yeah, I got to do some review. And then <laughs> as, the as you've said about your team, it's going to be, it's, you've got two pitchers and then it's, uh, call the ambulance. Like it's tough after that. Yeah. So you've I, got I think, some good pitchers, but who knows if they're going to show up for the series against the White Sox. I would say that. He's got a, he does, I totally agree. A lot of growth potential. I mean, this isn't, this obviously his age 23 season is not his best year. <laughs> like he's, he's definitely going to grow. How would you step back? Is he going to take though this year? I think, I think probably the same number of home runs, 31 home runs, but in that 610 plate appearances. Interesting. I would actually guess because I, I would guess that the home runs are going to go up somehow. That average is going to go down. I don't think so because he he put in a good average across all the minor leagues. So, and it's and it's not like he was even eating them up for just home runs. Like he all actually right. had a decent hitting profile across it. Okay, so well, let's do two over and unders here. Okay, um, two over unders here. One. Uh, over under 30 home runs this year. 31 and a half. Over. 31 and a uh, half. Under. 30, under 31 okay. and a half. I'll take the over. Batting average, 250 over under. 
Ugh, that's a real one. Um, <sighs> over, over. Okay. All right. Well, hey, you're gonna take you're gonna take the over on that. I'll take the under on that. Seems fair. Watch a split. <laughs> all right. All right. And we discussed our review for next week, so we are all set. Looking forward to season four. It's gonna be a good one. Time for the housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Fantasy Tools, Mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, Mind the Z. All I've got left is, worst of luck to you, buddy. Worst of luck to you, too. Yeah.